You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Cinema Geekly's NXT companion podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline back talking more NXT. Jacqueline, there was a lot of NXT this week that you uh, that you embarked upon. I did, I did. I was like committed this week. I'm always committed, but like I overcommitted this. Week. Yeah, you you ventured from Florida to uh, Cambridge in the UK to uh, yep. Long Island, which is my home place so yeah very excited yeah it's where i'm from originally have you ever been to nassau coliseum oh many times like when i say i'm from there originally i moved five years ago Mm -hmm. so yeah i've been to nassau coliseum plenty of times and i was really surprised that that's where evolution was being held i'm like that's not like uh i don't know that's not where you have like big you know, deal ven- um, shows like that. You know, I don't know. You don't no. have like back in yeah. the back in the day. It was a regular stop for WWE WWF, but uh, yeah. not so much recently. I, I, I yeah, I, we'll talk about it uh, after we talk about all the other NXT stuff because there was NXT yeah. related content on that show. Yes. I guess we should start out real quick. You said you watched some of the UK show this week. I did. I did. So I watched NXT UK. I really enjoyed it. I thought the the wrestlers were really good. I agree with you. The venue's super cool. I don't know if you watched it this past week, but there I guess I just don't know enough. Like mm-hmm. I don't know these characters. I don't like at one point everyone in the crowd is holding up one shoe and yelling okay. something. Okay. I can explain like, well, this. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I well, well, part okay, so part of the problem is yeah. that for us, if you're not familiar with um the UK, they they are introducing these characters for the television show. Right. But in the UK, these are not people that are being introduced to them. These are people from their super duper on fire independent scene. Which right. is they're thriving. very well known. Yeah, yes. it's thriving there in the UK, which is the whole reason all of this stuff is even happening is because it's it's caught on fire so much. So right. these people already have like large fan bases and the fans mm-hmm. have chants and songs for all of these people already. Um, so I, the first thing I was going to do was apologize that you, this is the week that you started. Cause I thought last week's show was much better than this week's show. Oh, well, the, I mean, I still liked it. There was a lot more talking. There's a lot of talking. Yes. Yeah. I, I found, but yeah. I was okay with it. Cause it, it was like character development for me. And mm-hmm. so I was okay. So I didn't mind it be, because I didn't know who these people were yes. and it helped me kind of figure it out a little. So for me, the highlight of the show was the thing that you were talking about. It was a promo <laughs> from, um, I think it's uh, Zach Gibson. I yeah. think his name is. 
and he is like the Tommaso Ciampa of the UK. Oh, yeah, Every, I kind of figured he was a bad guy. Everybody hates this man, and you could tell because they there was a they steadily booed him his whole time mm-hmm. so loudly, in fact, that he had to say turn the microphone up so he could <laughs> yeah hear himself over the boos. And there is uh, a song they sing for him, which is "If You Hate Gibson, Stand Up." And then they all stand up, and everybody sings "If You Hate Gibson, Stand Up." Uh, but then every now and again they'll modify it to "If You Hate Gibson, Shoes Off." Okay. And they will take they will sing this and take off their shoes and hold them up in the air to signify just how much they hate Zach Gibson. Okay. Uh, which I have to say is, while sometimes the fans in the U.S. can be great, they do not have the type of dedication that UK fans have. No, uh, and that's what I was going to say, is that watching this, I was like, man, these UK fans are in it. And you saw, yes. like, when they were panning the crowd, there are all types of people in that crowd, and yes. they were all chanting. Like, no one was being quiet. No one was just, like, laughing along. You know, everyone knew what everyone else was saying, and it was yes. wonderful and beautiful. Yeah, they have, like, very diverse crowd. There's a lot of... Uh, in the United States, you don't see... I mean, it's changing. There are more women who are going to independent shows and WWE shows. Yeah. But in the UK, this is like every show I've ever seen. They the crowds always seem like very mixed, uh, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Uh, yeah. I so I the atmosphere and stuff is great. Uh, most of the matches this week didn't really stand out to me. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, the Dakota Kai is there. Um, she's mm-hmm. going to be part of the women's division, but I think she's going to fluctuate in between regular NXT and NXT UK. But she was there to cut a promo about uh, the NXT women's UK women's championship. Right. Which they're going to do a tournament for, uh, which has already happened, obviously. But this show kind of started late. Uh, main event was Tyler Bate and Wolfgang, which oh, sounds yeah. like a character name from like the 1980s. Yes, Tyler, I liked that. That was a good match. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked him. He's the guy from Mustache Mountain, right? Yes. Uh, okay, I, li- yeah. I like Tyler Bate. Wolfgang, I find kind of generic. But is he the Scottish guy? He is, he is this, yes. They call him the, the last king of Scotland, which I think was yeah. a Forrest Whitaker movie, maybe? <laughs> I don't remember. Sounds about right. I didn't... I did not love him, but mm. I, I was okay with the match, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say overall, uh, it was, it was a good show, but not as good as the previous weeks, but I'm going to keep watching. Yeah. The crowd makes it. Oh, for sure. Yes. It definitely Mm -hmm. makes you feel like all of these people are important and Mm -hmm. that they are all stars in the eyes of the people who are watching it, which to an uninitiated person, it makes it feel like I should care about these people. Look how much they care about this person. Exactly. I was like drawn in. Because of how much the crowd was involved. It's like when you go to a real, like, not a real sporting event, excuse me, but like, you know, uh, like a hockey game or mm-hmm. a baseball game or something. Like, the crowd's super into it, so you you have no choice but to be into it. Yeah. I mean, I would yeah. call those real sporting events. I don't know if I'd call wrestling a real sporting event. Okay, but... that was my thing. I didn't want to, like, alienate wrestling fans by not calling it a real sport. I don't know. Yeah, I... <laughs> I, I don't ro- want to go down that path. <laughs> I, I, roll, I roll my eyes whenever I hear people... Outside of the outside of the bonds of the show, I roll yeah. my eyes at people or like fans who call it a sport. 
It's not. Okay. Unless That's... unless you're talking about the sporting nature of people competing with each other to outperform one another in the hopes of getting a better spot on the card or some other sort of inside baseball-y stuff like that. Um, yep. But to me, it's not. To me, this is like uh, a play or like mm-hmm. Cirque du Soleil mixed with gladiators, mixed with comic books, whatever. Um, yeah. Not to say they're not athletes at the same time. It's a very weird thing. Yeah. It's its, its own It's its own thing. It is a weird, <laughs> it is a weird mix. Uh, yeah. But for me, I like to, for me, I like to imagine it as a, like a television show in which in the bubble of it, this is a real sporting event in mm. the in the bubble of the show. And then when you, you know, it just so happens that you can go to a show live and interact with it. Uh, I feel like uh, I, I'm not going to go on a whole rant about fan. I could. It's li- I have it's a whole like rant when, about fans, but. Okay. It's like when Glee went on their concert tour. Yeah. And they played characters <laughs> and stuff, right? I'm sure they did that. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's kind of like. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of like what it is. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about uh, episode 474 of uh, actual NXT. Not that NXT UK is an actual, but it's it feels like a spinoff. Original. Yeah. OG NXT. There you go. Uh, so let's talk about what happened. Uh, Undisputed Era uh, came out. Or did this start with... Um, I can't remember. If, yeah. Undisputed Era came out. That's how the show started, yep. right? Yep. Regal um, was not first. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there was a cold open. There was a cold open with Regal where he oh, instructed yeah. security guards to alert him when Alistair Black arrives at the building. Oh. He basically said, uh, make sure he sees me before he comes in the building. Mm-hmm. That was our setup for later. Uh, so Undisputed Era came out in full force. Uh, Adam Cole cut a promo, talked about how Bobby Fish is back, and... Uh, you know, now everybody should be even more scared of them than they were before. And uh, they were interrupted by EC3, Jacqueline. In, I know. And what I can only guess is the coat of a bear that he killed outside and then wore to the ring <laughs> here because it was a comically huge fur coat with no sleeves. Yeah. I, some of the choices that are made, like, character wise like that i yeah. just i don't understand but hey it's i guess it's not for me to always get <laughs> i mean he's supposed to be a good guy but yeah wearing a giant fur coat with no sleeves feels like a really big douchebag move Mm-hmm. like the yeah. only thing missing is like some shades and like maybe he smells like axe or something uh, like, like he, to he kind of reminds me of like the Miz. Yeah, like that's who I think he is. Like, they would that's be a the they would be a really good annoying pair, right? They would be yeah. They would be very good at being annoying. They would just come out and just piss everyone off and talk too much. Like that's yeah. what would happen. <laughs> uh, so EC three uh, basically said Cole doesn't deserve another shot. Cole says he does because he wasn't pinned. And right. this led to Cole and EC3 challenging each other. They had a match to start the show. And it was an okay match. Uh, <laughs> EC3 still doesn't do much for me, but uh, it was okay. And then, weirdly, EC3 schoolboys Adam Cole and pins him. Which is yeah. not something I was expecting. No. 
but after the Not match, at all. yeah, after the match, they uh, they ganged up on EC3, and uh, Adam Cole gave him like this flying knee to the back of the head, and then Bobby Fish. They were about to leave, and then Bobby Fish goes and grabs a chair and smashes EC3's knee uh, with a chair like a crazy person, uh, which led to my favorite. Uh, line from this whole segment, which was Adam Cole smiling from ear to ear saying to Bobby Fish, you psychopath! <laughs> but he did it gleefully. Yeah. Like, you know, like how you're, you call your friend an idiot sometimes, but you know you're just what? joking with him. You know, it's except like he called, yeah. yeah, he playfully called his friend a psychopath <laughs> uh, here for destroying another man's knee with a chair. And so, uh, that was that. What did you think of this? So I, so I guess that's how they're going to set up Bobby Fish's character. He's just going to be the crazy one. Right, yeah. like in the group, he needs to stand that's, out. That's gonna yeah, he needs to he needs to have his his thing now. So, as I've said many times, I hate EC three, mm-hmm. but I but like the words he was saying before the match started made so much sense mm-hmm. that I was like, yeah, someone needs to say these words. I just wish it wasn't him. You know, <laughs> sure. That's that's where I was coming from. I was like, like I wish it was Ricochet, but like I'm glad it wasn't because now yeah. there's going to be a whole lot of other stuff happening. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Bobby Fish's thing is because he had a knee injury. So maybe he's obsessed with knee injury. Like he wants to injure other people's knees and they have to experience what he went through. Like maybe that's like a, he's like a knee injury vigilante. Is that what's happening? (laughs) I mean, that's like the worst comic book character of all time. The knee injury vigilante, but can we call him knee jerk? (laughs) That's a pretty good name. Thanks. I kind of like knee-jerk Bobby Fish. Right? I think it works. Um, We should write NXT. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, I don't know what the point of this whole thing was. The win over Adam Cole seemed to be a a setup for EC3 to maybe bump up the rank, maybe get like a a title shot on TV um, sometime before uh, TakeOver. But then the whole Maybe. beating him, beating up of him afterwards and destroying him feels like they're laying him out like he's going to be out out of TV for a while. So maybe that's what they're doing. Oh, maybe. Or maybe they're going to set him up on a team to go against people. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, okay, so uh, after that, we had the uh, NXT debut of Mia Yim. She uh, wrestled against Aaliyah. And mm-hmm. uh, I like Mia Yim a lot, uh, but I didn't feel like this was a good showing for her. Yeah, this was okay. I still hate Aaliyah, too. Like, I don't like her. Like, Aaliyah just reminds me of, like, Carmella and how she yells and is screechy and just super bothers I don't know, she just bothers me. Mm. Um, so this match did not hold my attention for very long. No, and it... It felt like they were kind of clunky in there, too. It sort of looked like they were moving in kind of slow motion, like they were sort of unsure of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of thing really sticks out sometimes. Uh, like, maybe they've never worked with each other before. I Presuming they never have, but maybe they didn't have a lot of time to really throw anything together or something. I, I couldn't quite tell, but something just felt off. Uh, Mia hit her... her uh, her finisher, Soul Food, and uh, Pindalia. Mm-hmm. But I was uh, I was nonplussed about this 
debut. I know Mia is is more capable than this. So, uh, yeah. she, she, I don't know if you know this, but she lives with and trains with Jessamine Duke and Shayna Baszler. They're like good friends. That's awesome. I love her even more now. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they're, they pop up on like Instagram all the time being cheesy and dorky and stuff. So that's awesome. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. They had a, a video montage, uh, about the whole Roman Reigns thing. I don't even want to talk mm-hmm. about that. I'm I not yeah. only does it make me sad, but I also don't like that they're also using it to try to do storyline stuff. I hate it when they do things like this. Mm-hmm. So, I don't mind doing tiny real life things or including snippets of real life into something to make a feud a little more interesting. I don't like using tragedy to do it. That's fair. So, the the less we focus on this, the better. Uh, there was a lengthy featurette about uh, Lacey Evans, which it says here focused on her character development, but I don't know if it really did. This, no, this, I did not get that. This still feels like she's a hybrid of many characters to me. Yes, because they talk. Didn't they talk about like her time military and like her lady soldier? She's the lady soldier from the fifties pinup calendar. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, like, if you want to be the lady soldier, like, mm-hmm. be that badass lady soldier. I'm all for that. Don't be, like, the 50s housewife. I don't understand what they're doing with her. Yeah. Uh, they cut to the back. Well, okay, so this thing says Tommaso Ciampa was backstage pacing around, but that is not true. Tommaso Ciampa was clearly walking around <laughs> in the bed of a truck. <laughs> His house! <laughs> yeah, this is clearly where he must live. He lives in the back of a semi-truck. And he was pacing around uh, in anticipation of the regal announcement for the uh, the number one contender. Um, They did uh, a really good video package for the Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler uh, title match at Evolution. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they gave us Cassius Ono and Justin Xavier. Yep. And uh, this Xavier guy got in a a couple of shots on Ono, but Ono bloodied his lip, kicked him in the face a bunch of times, uh, splashed on him like a bunch of times, and then hit him really hard in the back of the head and then pinned this man. Uh, He was really upset, saying, this is not what I asked for many times. Guess he doesn't like having to face these uh, enhancement talents. Yes, he wants the real deal. Yeah, he wants uh he wants Matthew Riddle, which he really does. We got a we got a hype video for uh momentarily, but before we got that, we got Nikki Cross hanging out in the back telling all the security guys that he's coming, and they had no idea what she's talking about. I guess they did not watch last week's episode. Yeah. Whenever Nikki Cross says he's coming, he is Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Yeah, we all know that. I guess these security guys don't watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they gave us a Matt uh, Riddle vignette, which was mostly him uh, beating up a dude in in shadow. Uh, it was mostly silhouetted Matt Riddle pummeling a man, um, and uh, then there was a, a gigantic uh, and prolonged bro, uh, which got a chuckle out of me. Normally, <laughs> I, as we as we noted, uh, I, maybe we talked about it off air, but. Uh, Matt, Matt Riddle is the type of bro that I enjoy, which is the kind of 
laid back surfer stoner bro as opposed to the mm. uh douchebag bros which populate much yeah. of North America now. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh he I mean it depends on what they do with him but uh he could he could be uh, very well received and very well loved. Uh he kind of is wherever he goes. So awesome. hopefully it'll be the same here. Uh I hope so. Main event segment. Yes. William Regal comes out to the ring to make his announcement concerning the NXT Championship. Champa comes down to the ring uh hugging his belt. Oh, he loves his belt. He's <laughs> Well, I mean, he looked very sad. He looked very concerned here. Like, he's just terrified to even hear the announcement. Right. He's so scared for his belt. Uh, before Regal could make any announcement, Velveteen Dream came out to interrupt the announcement. Which like got... music to my ears. <laughs> yes. But then Lars Sullivan came out. I did not enjoy that. Like, his music started, and I was like, is that Alistair Black? And... The, uh, who I was watching, they're like, they're like, nope, just wait. And I was like, damn it! As soon as they saw him, I was like, God. And they're all <laughs> arguing about who should be in the conversation for the title match. And mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream uh, tells Lars Sullivan that he's if he's going to address the dream, that he should wear pants. And then everyone mm-hmm. laughed in the audience. Yeah. And Lars laughed for a moment and then wrapped his gigantic bear paw hands around uh, Velveteen's neck and was going to kill him. When, like in a television show, the camera pans, like, over, and there's, like, Nikki Cross from the crowd, and she's just like, he's coming! And, (laughs) like, this is when the whole thing turned into, like, a TV show, and it stopped feeling like a sporting presentation. Because then the camera cuts to Alistair Black, who is coming up to the arena, by the way, in full gear. So it's like he drove to this building in his gear and then got out of his car like this, and he killed these security guards like oh yeah he took them all down the worst one was the poor guy who he like opened the door and there was some poor schmuck just standing inside the doorway and uh he ate a black mass kick and it killed him (laughs) and then they did this tremendous shot of like a like a low shot looking up at alistair black essentially charging through the building with the meanest face you've ever seen on a human and then it's like the footage cut out like there was an earthquake or like a natural disaster <laughs> and the crowd is going crazy and as soon as the camera cuts out it goes back to the ring and Champa, like a great coward is just like screw this he ditches he's gone he bolts and yep uh dream has been choked out essentially by lars and alistair gets into the ring lars feels like taking him on but alistair kicks him in the head and then he grabs Regal by, like, the scruff of his collar, and he's screaming at Regal, where is he? Over and over again. Yep. And then there's this buzz from the crowd, because clearly somebody is coming up from behind, coming. and we can't see it. Yes. And Alistair turns around, and he eats a super kick from Johnny Gargano. Ah! Oh, this broke my heart, Jacqueline. The big reveal! And Johnny's in all black and he grabs the microphone and he says, I'm right here and drops the microphone. And And then blackout. I got to tell you though, Mm -hmm. the setup to this, I think was, I think they did such a good job writing. Like, yeah, this this was was done so well. 
Yes. This was done so well. Yes. This, I mean, this broke my heart because it's Johnny Gargano. And I really didn't want this to happen to Johnny Gargano, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, but I'm willing to... Go, but un, oh. unlike some Becky Lynch fans out there, I'm willing to go with this. I'm willing. Yeah. I'm willing to see if see I can. Where this takes us. Yeah, I'm willing to see if I can like to dislike Johnny Gargano. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I am hoping that he goes full on bad guy, and then he and Champa team up again. Oh, you know what's crazy? You know what's? Uh, I mean, again, this is like a thing. If you follow wrestlers on social media, uh, Tommaso Champa, like after all this happened, spent all this time. Uh, like posting pictures of him and Johnny Gargano together and like posting heart emojis. <laughs> and uh I don't follow them on social media. These ideas just come to me. <laughs> okay, so uh let me actually I want to I want to read this cuz this is something he okay. posted like directly afterwards. Uh his tweet his tweet reads official statement uh May 2017. This is something he put he posted on twitter.com slash project champa. Uh two days before Takeover Chicago, where DIY would take on the AOP in a ladder match for the NXT tag titles, I suffered a severe ankle sprain. Within twenty-four hours, the NXT fan base was prepared to replace me, suggesting a replacement, uh suggesting replacement after replacement to tag with Johnny. Uh he says, my eyes were suddenly open. The NXT fans are weak and fickle. They're pathetic. Uh, going into TakeOver Chicago, Johnny knew better than anyone how I felt in regards to our quote-unquote fans. But his eyes were still closed. He was blind. That night, after we lost, I looked in Johnny's eyes one last time, and I knew. I knew he wasn't ready to see the light. Johnny was still blinded by the fake admiration of the NXT scum. That sounds like something out of a old Batman comic book. I love it. He says, I never hated Johnny. I hated what he represented. After last night's episode of NXT, it is clear Johnny has finally seen the light. Johnny wrestling is dead, but Johnny Gargano has never been more alive. Oh my God. See, I know it. This would be how telling all that extra story stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think so. I the way they went about it, still don't ruin contender, fine. But this was so good, I didn't care. Mm. Also, I'm hoping that the war games is now going to be Champa, Velveteen Dream, Johnny Gargano, Alistair Black, Lars Sullivan, and whoever they pick for number six. Like that, it just, oh, like for the title or something, yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. I don't think they've ever done like in the hit, like war games is a concept that goes back to the old. WCW and the NWA. WWE has never actually mm-hmm. done one until they did one in NXT. Um, Triple H has always been like a fan of the War Games match, and they've always they've yeah. tried to get Vince to do one, but he's never wanted to. Uh, <laughs> so this was like this is his way of like, well, you know, finally I can do one. So he's been doing them. I don't think they've ever done. It's always been teams, um, and maybe they will stick to that. But I mean, they could do it for a title. It's not like they couldn't. They can do whatever they want. So they could. So I, I think why not? You five guys who have already come out, mm-hmm. like clearly some. Be it'd be really. Inter- I, I have no idea what they're going to do. To be honest with you, so I'm uh, I'm really excited though. <laughs> uh, same here. Uh, okay, so uh, 
I guess we should do uh you know how what would you give this episode and then we can talk about our our technical technically our main event for this week which was a match but it didn't happen on this show yeah sure so um and all because of the acting that went into this i'm gonna give it a four yeah this was a fairly weak show until the Mm -hmm. end and that was a really good like wwe style storytelling uh I think they did a really good job. This was really well done. And even though I hated that it is Johnny Gargano, I mean, it was very obvious also that it could very well be Johnny Gargano. I think this is just from the standpoint of, I feel like they could have maybe gotten more out of his baby face run. Um, But, but they're not going, they're not going to, they're not going to go that route. And that's okay. They're going to put Alistair Black probably back on top as the top good guy, along with Ricochet as like the number two, or something like that. Okay. So um, that makes sense. I am o- I am okay with this, and I am more than willing to see where they take the story because so far, it's, I mean, and it's still not out of the realm of possibility that Johnny could come. I mean, you could still do the redemption story at some point. Oh, first he's sure. tried. To... And... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh no! I was just—I was just gonna say this is like um, I—I I honestly think that the build-up to this and all that, like, this is better than the main roster for sure. Oh, like the storyline yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're telling. <laughs> this is yeah. this is not even close. Uh, that uh, this is coherent. You can yes. follow the story. Yep, and it like follows through from week to week. Like, I, yes, everything makes sense. Like, there's nothing where mm-hmm. you're very confused about what's happening and why. Right. Um, anytime Johnny Gargano has ever won or lost a match, it has had some. It has played into the meaning of this in some form or fashion. So even yep. even matches that are seemingly for nothing, like his match with Velveteen Dream, where he lost, that played into all of this. The match where he yeah. wrestled, where he came back and wrestled Tony Nese not all that long ago, where he had a hard fought win, and everybody thought Johnny Wrestling is back. Uh, you know, and we don't know his explanation yet. But um, um, I'm I'm here to f- I'm going to be in it to find it out. Yeah, yes. is, they're doing a good job with this. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. give this a four as well. This was a good episode. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about the main event thingy uh, for this week. Uh, thank you to the good people of Adam Tickets for sponsoring the show. CinemaGeekly.com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page. Uh, OK, so let's talk about the main. So you said you watched some of evolution yes how how much of it did you watch i mean we don't have to go through and, and talk about the whole show but i'm curious as to how not, much you watched. not a whole heck of a lot probably less than half of it um just for timing constraints um i will say what i saw i really enjoyed mm-hmm. um i think they made a good use of their talent yeah um this uh i watched it from start to finish there wasn't my original intent my original mm-hmm. intent was to I had the curiosity factor of what was the crowd going to be like cuz in a lot of ways I was feeling kind of bad for the the I wasn't really sure exactly how full it, it turns out at the end I think they were maybe only a few hundred shy of a sellout from the tickets that they had. Yes, um, they did very well. But they did um this showed I can't remember what it was but like a ton of the tickets were bought by secondary market people mm-hmm. um stub hub and things like that 
And usually at the last minute for WWE shows, those tickets are still fairly decently priced, even at the last minute. And this show, I think it was like a few days away from it even. Tickets were as low as like 6 and $7, which is really... Wow. Like they could not get rid of these tickets, which felt made me feel kind of bad. But it turns out at the end of the day, uh, I think they were only like maybe a few hundred away or something from a sellout. So I'm sure they said sellout on the show. Uh, right. Because they were, you know, they were close. Technically. So I, so I was curious to see like what the atmosphere was going to be like. And I'm like, okay, so I'll maybe give it a couple of matches. And then like tomorrow morning, I'll watch the, um, the two matches that I was really interested in watching. But, uh, as it turns out, and and also, like you said, we were talking, I think, um, before about the show being in long Island and that you thought it was kind of a weird place for them to run. It is because not only do they not run there very often, but it's also kind of known as not a great town for, like the crowds don't seem to be all that into it, but holy smokes, for the the crowd was like on fire for this show. Yes, people were all up in this stuff. They were all yes. they were there for it. So and, it was really cool. And in a in a kudos to the to all of the women who worked on this show, they were. I don't know if it was just like magic in the air, or if they were working with like a chip on their shoulders, or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. but even the matches that I did not think were going to be good at all were good to really good. And I ended up watching the whole show from beginning to end instead of skipping out on (laughs) stuff. They, they hooked me for the whole show and it was probably the best main roster show that I've watched this year. It's not as good as any of the takeovers I've watched this year, but it's better than any of the main roster shows that I've watched this year. And uh, yeah, even Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella was not bad. I didn't think it, I think there's a lot of people out there who thought it was, they think it's better than how I thought, I guess. I, I thought it was okay, yeah. but there's a lot of people who thought it was much better than that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I really liked it. Um, I was a yes. little sad that the match I was looking forward to most got the least amount of time, which was Tony Storm and Io Shirai for the Mayon Classic. I think Mayon they got, Classic. they got about 10 minutes, which is, they, I think they could have dealt with maybe like five more minutes or something, maybe, and shaved some time. They had like a six woman with uh, right. Riot Squad and Bailey and Sasha. I think that match felt like it went a little too long. Too long. And I would have mm-hmm. shaved if it was me. I would have given more time to um, to Tony <laughs> and Io. Although I think maybe maybe they were concerned that not enough people knew who those girls were and they didn't want to put them out there for too long. But yeah, I was gonna say they're they're because they're so new to the. Um, to, you know, like to this area, mm-hmm. this yeah. um, whatever you want to call it. Well, there was hope, um, this brand. Well, there was hope so. for me that because they had a, they had a battle royal earlier on, and in the battle mm. royal, Asuka and Ember Moon had like a moment where they faced off, and the crowd went bonkers, and they're chanting NXT, and yes. so obviously they remembered that. So it's like you know, maybe they're still following along. They should know who Tony Storm is and Io Shirai and. They've- the crowd was. They probably do. The crowd was okay for them, but they were not going bonkers or crazy for them. Yeah. But they had a really good match for the time that they were allowed. Um, cool. Let's talk about our main event then, which is yeah. Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, encounter number four for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Thank you. They had a. Not only did they have a really good match, but they had a match that was, if you watch the whole show, it's different from anything else that was on this show. 
which is good. Variety is the spice of life, especially on a wrestling show. Yes. You don't want to have the same type of match every match. No. And I think that part of it is I think Shayna is just so different from most other other most of the other wrestlers. Yeah. Um I'm and I think I Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm scared of for her to go get called up. I mean, I know they will at some point, but I uh, yeah. I I feel like they've got a great handle on how to how to manage a Shayna Baszler character in NXT. Yes. And essentially she's um you know, a like a killer. And yeah. they don't have women like that on the main roster. Like Asuka should have been a killer, but she's not. Ronda Rousey is kind of a killer, but not mm-hmm. like the but she's like a baby face. So she's not like a sadistic heel killer like Shane like Shayna would fit in better with Pete Dunn or a Samoa Joe than she would fit in with uh, you know, Ruby Riot yes. or any of the other heel girls like Alexa Bliss, like they're, I oh, mean, yeah. it's no, such a different character. Different. Yeah. This is going to sound really weird, but she's almost like, like, I almost think of her as like a wolf where she just like is going to attack you. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. She's weird. She's like literally a wild animal. <laughs> yeah. There are no other women like on the roster that actively scare me. Like, I know Ronda Rousey could kill me. Yeah. But I've also seen her just talk and be personable. And she seems likable <laughs> enough, right? Right. I've seen Shayna in personable settings. And I'm I'm not saying she's a bad person or anything, but that stuff she carries with her in the ring, that's just a turned up version of who she is. Like, when you see her outside <laughs> of this... It's Shayna Baszler. It's just turned down a little bit. She still seems very intimidating and scary. Yep. And and it works. It works. Yeah. She's um, for, I mean, she's not, she's not like super duper crisp and clean wrestling wise. She's gotten a lot better, but she yeah. makes up for it so much in presence and in, mm-hmm. in character and uh, body language and everything like that. She's terrifying. Yeah. And the way she moves, is like it, it's scary, and mm. and I think one of the reasons why she and Kyrie they play well off of each other, even though I don't like Kyrie, I feel like you can almost put Kyrie in any situation, and mm. she can adapt. Yes, you know what I mean. She, so yeah, so I think that's why they work together so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're also like a, you know total opposites. Kyrie is small and <laughs> colorful and bright and happy. She can be tough, like that's how it works with her in Shayna, because she can, even though she is the opposite, they're telling a story where she can stand up to Shayna, and she's also tougher than her appearance, you know, like don't judge a book yeah. by its cover uh, type situation. Uh, most of this match was Shayna trying to take Kyrie's arm off of her body. Yes. Uh, they did like an arm breaky spot thingy, which looked brutal, like where she stepped in like her armpit and then just pulled yeah. back. I, Kyrie must be like quadruple jointed or something. Her arm went so far back. It really did. And it jumped on her arm at one point. Oh my gosh. It, it looked. Yeah. I mean. It looked painful. Yeah. The crowd. Crowds don't often react to those arm breaky spots like that, but they reacted mm-hmm. like they were going to throw up in their hands. Like it was, <laughs> they were audibly disgusted by this, uh, this arm breaky thing. She also does like a, 
she kind of has like a key lock on her arm on the outside and like lifts her up into the air by her arm and is just dangling her there at one point. Uh, yep. That was really cool. Uh, Kyrie does this really awesome cross body dive to the floor, which looked amazing. It looked like she fell like a hundred feet. They shot it really well. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. they, uh, and Shayna is, I got to give Shayna all the credit in the world here. So many people will safely take this cross body where they will catch somebody and then sort of fall down as gently as possible. And this felt like Shayna was hit by a bullet and they immediately dropped to the ground and it looked so, uh, like impactful. It was great. Uh, so here's where the real story happens. A bunch of, a bunch of the NXT girls are at ringside, uh, to watch this. And, Shayna goes charging at Kyrie, and Kyrie backdrops her into all of the NXT girls. Mm-hmm. And um, she's trying to get Shayna back over the guard railing, and she does, and the referee is distracted uh, by this by trying to get like Shayna back into the ring. Like, all this chaos has erupted. These people in the yep. front row have been landed on. So the referee gets distracted. And while the referee's back is turned... Kyrie's hair has been pulled by Jessamine Duke. Yes. And uh, Kyrie gives her like a back fist to kind of take her out. And she gets, uh. she rolls Shayna back into the ring, goes for her elbow off the top. Uh, when Marina Shafir jumps up on the apron and Kyrie kicks her and gives her a back fist as well. Uh, but this is, um, uh, this distracts her enough for Shayna to put on the choke, which Kyrie, they do the callback to the, the Brooklyn show where Kyrie rolled back on the choke to try to pin her. Uh-huh. Which was great because everybody remembered that finish. Yep. So they're like, oh my god, they're gonna do it again. And then she kicked out. And then uh so that was really well done. And uh she goes to get Shayna again, but then gets kicked by Jessamine Duke, and this kinda either knocks out Kyrie or wobbles her. She sort of just stumbles back onto the ground, right back into the choke. And she passes out, and Shayna is the yes. two-time NXT Women's Champion, and, and the first one to do so. Yeah, the first two-time, first two-time uh, Women's NXT Champion. She joins a cool. she joins a very small group of people who have ever won an NXT title twice. That's cool. I believe the others are the Revival won the tag team championships twice. Okay. Uh, I believe Samoa Joe. And Shinsuke Nakamura are two-time NXT champions. And okay. I want to say that that's it. Oh, no, the uh, Undisputed Era are two-time tag team oh, champions. Okay. Uh, so it's okay. a very small That's group. very small. Yes. And so... uh, this also doubled as the official, uh, because after the match, Shayna goes over to Jessamine and Marina and gets them to their feet, and they walk to the back together. So this is... This is in canon now. They're, they're a part of the show. <laughs> this is their television debut, and presumably going forward, Shayna, Marina, and Jessamine are an on-television group. Yes. So what did you think of this? I loved it. I thought it was so well done. Um, it, it, so it, it goes back to something you really do kind of have to suspend reality a little bit as you're watching this. Mm-hmm. And... Um, believe that Shane isn't actually killing Kyrie. Like just by looking at the two of them, like it's like, okay, like Shane is clearly do more, a lot of damage here. But um, that being said, I just thought it was so well 
executed and so well done. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited that Jessamyn Duke and I can't remember the other girl's name. Um, um, Marina. Marina um, are going to be joining because I've seen them live. And Jessamyn Duke kind of reminds me of Shayna and how she carries herself in the ring. So, um, and Marina, I'm sure, has gotten better since the last time I've seen her. But I just think that they're going to just, like, it, it's just going to be, like, madness mm-hmm. is going to take over on the in the women's division. So, yeah, that's, I think it's going to <laughs> I'm, uh, apparently Shayna hurt her ankle in this match, but she says that oh, it is no. not serious. So, yeah. I guess some people saw her on crutches at the airport. So, uh, although it's possible that she may have just sprained her ankle really bad and they're like, okay, we'll use crutches just to make sure. Precautions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're going to do a rematch at takeover. There's talk that they might do a six woman, uh, which would have, you know, Kyrie finding two partners, maybe like Io Shirai and I don't know, maybe Mia Yim or Tony Storm. I heard some people float that they that they should bring back Asuka to team with them because they were uh, in Japan. They were a trio together at times. Who? Uh, Kairi Sane, uh, Io Shirai, and Asuka were a trio in Japan at one point. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Asuka is like an NXT alum, but they don't really bring people back to NXT once they call them up usually. So <laughs> every now every now and again they'll do like house shows. Uh like a Tyler Breeze and Ty Dillinger and some other people have done house shows. Right, um, but not like yeah. They don't usually yeah, they don't usually bring them back for to television for anything. I mean not that I would be upset. I would much prefer to see Asuka back in NXT than uh yeah. than, than to listen about her exploits on the main roster, which don't sound like she has many of them these days. Uh, but so maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll just do a title rematch. I'm not sure, but I am really looking forward to the next takeover. Um, so this last episode of NXT ended in such an abrupt and shocking fashion that there was no main event announced for the next show. Right. So I have no idea. I have no idea what to actually expect on this next episode, it's possible they maybe mentioned a match, but oh, I don't you know what they remember. actually, you know what they did, they did mention a match. Um, I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head what it's going it to be. Undisputed Era. It's Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish versus They're... the War Raiders. Yes, I think that's what it is. Yes. Okay, so that's probably the main event. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. And then I hope I'm right. <laughs> we will find out soon enough. <laughs> if not, we're, if not, I'm going to sound real, real dumb. Um, all right. So that's the podcast for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. And that way you can hear us come back and talk about NXT next week, Jacqueline, with... Uh, a educatedly guessed main event of the War Raiders versus Adam Cole and Bobby <laughs> Fish. F- fingers crossed. Yeah.